thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life. Hello there, wonderful women. Thank you so much for joining us again this week on Wellness Women Radio. I'm Ashley. And I'm Andrea. And we are absolutely gifted today with a very special guest. Uh, We've loved our interviews throughout the last year. We've had some amazing people and we are not going to disappoint today. We have an incredible woman. Uh, She's an author, a best-selling author, so to say. And she's done some amazing work with, uh, with women across the world in terms of helping them bring themselves into a space of uh, improved well-being through practices of self-love. She's a motivational speaker and hosts an award-winning podcast show at the Melissa Ambrosini Show. So that should give you an insight as to who we're talking to. We are talking to the absolutely gorgeous Melissa Ambrosini. Melissa, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to meet you guys. Thank you. Oh, thank you. We could certainly ramble um, off. There's an incredible amount of accolades to uh, to credit you to, but I think the best thing people should do is go straight to your website, melissaambrosini.com, because um, there's just so much to say about the wonderful things you do and all the uh, aspects to your business and to what you teach. So today we're going to dive into something very special, which is the release, the very imminent release of a wonderful book you've just written and it's called Open Wide. Yep, it is out now and it's very exciting. Yeah. Melissa, tell us about the book. Okay, so it's called Open Wide, The Radically Real Guide to Deep Love, Rocking Relationships and Soulful Sex. And the reason I wrote this book is because relationships are the biggest game that we play. And from birth, we're born into this world And we have relationships with people our entire life, yet no one teaches us how to be in a relationship. No one teaches us the rules and the tips and the tricks and the techniques. And we fumble and we make poor choices in men. Well, I I did. I made very poor choices. (laughs) Yeah, I'm totally putting my hand up there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And and it's like like sitting down to a chessboard or a Sudoku grid and no one teaching you the rules. That's what relationships are. And so it's the modern women's guide for love, relationships, and soulful sex. And I teach you everything on how to have deep love, rocking relationships and soulful sex because I believe that is what we're here for. We're not here to have these inauthentic, vague, wishy-washy interactions with people. I'm not here for that. Like, I don't have time. I'm too busy. I want deep, rich, authentic, juicy relationships because that's what we're here for and it's so much more fun. So that's what this book is all about. Oh, sounds sounds amazing. amazing. Yeah, I'm just like, wow, uh, who doesn't want that? uh, That is something that we are struggling with, particularly in the world of social media, which uh, I'm sure you are well aware has certainly removed us from authentic relationships in so many different ways. I mean, Tinder is certainly not uh, proving the ant's pants for most people's uh, (laughs) satisfaction in relationships first time round. Mel, I am super interested in this purely for selfish reasons because I'm getting married on Saturday. Um, so by the time this comes out, I will actually, uh, I, I will be married. Um, You'll be Mrs. Exciting. Mrs. Oh. 
Yeah, I'm not changing my name, but yes, I will be. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that's super exciting. And Mel, I've kind of seen the, um, you know, just through the evolution of your beautiful relationship with your husband. Um, can you just kind of give our audience a little bit of, um, I guess, insight or depth? How did you meet him? How did this all evolve? And then what inspired you from that to then write the book? So we have been married for almost four years and we got together when we were at a place in our life where we were very whole and complete within ourselves. We'd both done a lot of spiritual work. We had both um, done our spiritual sit-ups, I like to call it. And uh, so when we came together, there was no expectations, there was no baggage and there was no past stories that we had carried into this relationship, which is what I had done in a lot of my other relationships. And there was a lot of you feel devoid in me and I feel devoid in you. But when you come together with someone with that as your intention, like you feel avoid and make, because I loved being save, saved and I and met some men that I dated loved saving women. So it was like, perfect, great, we're a great match made in heaven. Um, but what that ha- does is that is um, has an expiry date. And I believe that we're not here to fill voids in each other. We're here to complement each other, not complete there's a difference. So Nick doesn't complete me. I'm already whole and complete on my own. He is just the cherry on top. I don't need the cherry, but the cherry's cute. It's nice. It's fun. It adds a bit of color, you know, but I don't need it. I'm already whole and complete on my own. So we got together from that place. And what happened with us is we'd known each other for about three years before this point. Um, and he was in a relationship and I was in a relationship, both in relationships out of need and void. Um, and those relationships dissolved and we found ourselves being put in the same room at events and different parties and things like that. And we lit like he worked on one street and I lived on the next street and we never bumped into each other. We randomly see each other at different events and things like that. But it's almost like the universe put a big do not go there sign over him. Like you're not ready yet. You're not ready yet. Like you're not really ready to see each other fully. And so mm. we would bump into each other for about three years before we actually got together. And we both found ourselves single. And when we came together, because there was no expectations and there was no baggage and there was no voids, we fell in love very, very quickly, very quickly. Like it was instant. I knew on the second date that I was going to marry him. I just knew. And before that, neither of us wanted to get married and wanted to have kids. Nick had already been married and he already has a beautiful son, Leo, who is 11. And so for him, he was like no expectations. And when two people come together that have no expectations and no baggage and are full and whole and complete within themselves, fireworks are going to happen. And so we got together and we were engaged after two weeks and wow. then we 
then we were married six months later and this is like four years ago now. So um, this is what can happen when we drop our baggage, when we let go of all of the past hurt, conditioning, programming and blockages that we accumulate through our life and from our parents as well. So the possibilities are just infinite if you are open wide to them and that's the key that's why I wrote this book you have got to be open wide you've got to have your mind open your heart open every single chakra in your body has to be open not only to a lover but to life because if you are closed you will miss the beauty and in every moment you're either open or you're closed you know, if you walk to the cafe and the person behind the counter, you're rude to them and you're close to them, you've just potentially missed an opportunity to really connect with someone. And same with if you jump in a taxi and often people are quite rude to taxi drivers or waiters and things like that. There are opportunities that you could be really open and receive the gifts of that magical moment. So that is why I love the title, Open Wide. It is my mantra that I use every single day when I feel myself contracting and closing down to my husband or to Leo or to a friend or to my parents. And my default setting is wanting to close down and shut down and be angry. It's like open wide, Melissa. And that has become my guiding light for everything that I do. And when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do when I'm slipping from unconscious to conscious is I say, I let go of the past and I open wide. I let go of the past and I open wide. And that has become my mantra. So over the past four years, I have done a lot of, um, I had done a lot of personal development work before that, but in your relationship, it really does require you to do even more and peel back even more layers when you're in a conscious partnership. But also, not only did we do that, we explored a lot of um, our sexuality and, um, you know, lots of different tantra practices and and Taoism and lots of amazing heart-opening soulful practices that have really deepened not only our connection but the connection with myself so a lot of what we have explored over the past four years is in the book um which is is really great and lots of the things that i've just learned before that as well on my own personal journey as well so that's all in the book that's amazing. And what do um, what would you say to let? And this is I'll put myself in this category because someone who is naturally introverted, um, it's incredibly challenging to go out there each day. And I know a lot of people are often surprised by, it, but it's almost like what you've said. I'm naturally introverted. How do you find um, managing the energy required to constantly open wide to people. I don't know if that's something that challenges you, but I know that a lot of listeners, a lot of our ladies who contact us, we're quite naturally introverted, some of us, and it's a very challenging concept to say, well, how about you just open wide and, you know, talk to the taxi driver and talk to the, the guy behind the cafe, you know, serving you coffee, because sometimes that's not your natural space. What, what do you suggest in that situation? Really good question, because... Um, yeah, there's a, there's a technique in the book 
that I have created called Crystal Clear Communication. Mm -hmm. And this is called, uh, you know, I refer to it as CCC. And basically, Crystal Clear Communication is communication from your heart to the other person's heart. It's heart-to-heart communication as clearly and as crystal clearly as you possibly can. But what a majority of people are doing is walking around having vague, wishy-washy communication from head to head, and it's not heart-based. And practicing crystal clear communication with every single person you meet is the best relationship tool you can have in your toolkit because that is all you can do. You can only speak authentically from your heart and you can't go wrong as long as you are speaking authentically from your heart. So sometimes, you know, for example, I know what you mean. Like last week I had a had to drive out about an hour. I was signing a whole bunch of my books at Booktopia and the drive in the taxi or and in the Uber, I had to do it two days in a row. So I had four, four car drives there and it's about an hour. And I got in there one day after, after I'd signed that 2,000 books and I really didn't feel like talking. I really just wanted to be in my own space and I didn't feel like I had the energy to really give in that Mm. moment and so instead of being rude and just putting my earphones in and not saying anything I just got in and I know that the driver wanted to have a chat and and I thought that was really beautiful and I just said I just practiced crystal clear communication with him I said um you know, how was your day, blah, blah, blah. And I said, just went on and and, uh, communicated with him. And I said, "Um, I would really love to chat with you right now, but I'm feeling a little bit like my energy is just down. And is it all right if I just close my eyes and put my my headphones in? I'm just going to have a little nap here and just chill. And he was like, yeah, yeah, no worries. Do whatever you got to do. Do whatever you got to do. And, you know, just by practicing crystal clear communication, I was able to disarm that situation because I could have been rude or I could have just ignored him, but I didn't want to. I wanted to be clear with him and just express from my heart that I would love to have a conversation with you right now, but all I really feel like doing is just closing my eyes and putting my head back on the, the chair and just putting something in my ears. And and he was like, no worries, love, do whatever you got to do. It um, sounds like and, you hit on some really, that, sorry, it sounds like you hit on an incredibly respectful way of um, honouring your needs whilst also respecting another person's maybe um, expectations of you. Maybe he expected you to talk, but you straight away were able to, you know, communicate in a way that is something you could bring, a tool you could bring into not just an interpersonal relationship like this. It can be, you know, your sexual intimate relationship but also those wider friendships or even associates or colleagues or people a little bit further out in your circles? Absolutely. It's imperative. CCC is imperative for every relationship with your lover, with your kids, with your parents, with your friends. And it's something that I am so deeply committed to working on within myself and using all the time. Don't get me wrong. I forget you know, I forget sometimes. And, you know, my husband will say to me, darling, I don't think we're practicing CCC right now. You know, maybe 
we should just have a little like time out or I'm going to go for a walk or I'm just going to go wash my face. And then when we can practice CCC, let's come back together. And in that moment, he's practicing CCC, which is amazing. Um, and, and in that moment, I'd forgotten. And the, the key is to not beat yourself up when you forget. It's just about quickly remembering and returning back to it as quickly as you possibly can. I have to have a laugh. I think it's a very Australian thing to sugarcoat the way we communicate. Have you noticed that, Melissa? It's just something that uh, we tend to try and sugarcoat a lot of the way we do things to not hurt or, or um, I guess, uh, cause a problem for someone else. And in doing so, though, we're dishonouring our own needs because we kind of, you know, fluff around what we actually want by being super nice or super friendly or, you know, trying to be something else. And I think that authenticity is an empowerful, uh, a very empowering and powerful tool that's amazing. I think that's ingrained in us as women as well, though. I think <laughs> yeah, we've been enculturated for such a long time to be the people pleasers mm-hmm. and to, you know, not rock the boat. And, um, Melissa, I am such a firm believer that we have this biological imperative that we we need good, deep, rich girlfriends and that it's so good for our health and our well-being to have that connection. Um, how does this play into... I guess your your girlfriends and um, how do you go about having that kind of deep level of authenticity and communication with other women? It is so important. You're exactly right. And I talk about this in the book as well. I talk about how to be an amazing soul sister and there's a whole section on this. And this everything in the book doesn't apply to just one relationship. It applies to all of your relationships. So, you know, when you're reading it, if there is a relationship that is in particular that you're challenging with, challenged with at that moment, like apply it to you, that relationship, whether it's your lover or your best friend or your children or your mom, whatever it is. But I absolutely agree, and I talk about this in Open Wide, that women need those really deep, soulful relationships. And mm-hmm. I personally, um, you don't need 15 and you don't even need 10, you know, like if you have one or two, then that is amazing. And I think a lot of women as well, we put this pressure on ourselves and maybe it's society as well that we've got to have a big group of girlfriends, you know, 10 or 15 girlfriends that we're all, you know, we do everything together and we all braid each other's hair. And reality is we've all got full lives. And if you have five close friends, then you are killing it. And then if you're really close with five, but then, you know, you're really, really close and you share very deeply and intimately with one or two, then that's amazing. Women are hard. We're all hardwired for connection and intimacy. It is in our DNA. And women more so than men, we crave that. And I talk a lot about the difference between the masculine and the feminine in the book. But as women, we thrive off it. My husband could go weeks without seeing one of his mates and it doesn't phase him. Like it just, he's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I haven't seen any. Like it doesn't phase him at all. Where me, I'm like, okay, need my need a girlfriend fix, need a girlfriend hit, because we just can talk under wet cement, as you guys know, but that's <laughs> how we express. 
you know, we need to express and talking is really, really important. So I highly recommend, you know, being vulnerable. I talk a lot about vulnerability in the book. Vulnerability is key for deep love, rocking relationships and soulful sex because vulnerability makes people lean in. Vulnerability builds intimacy and trust and the cornerstone of rocking relationships is trust. And so if you want a deep relationship with your friend, you've got to open up. You've got to open wide and be vulnerable and let them in. Otherwise, it's just going to be this superficial, inauthentic, how are you? Yeah, real good. Yeah, good. You good? Yeah, I'm good too. Yep. Yeah, yeah. How's Johnny? Yeah, good. Yeah. Like, uh, I can't be bothered. Like, I want to know how you really are. Like, how can I support you? Like, what's going on for you in your life right now? And can I offer any advice or can I do anything to help support you? That is what I am here for. Like, I want those rich relationships. Um, and like I said, you don't have to have 25. That's really unrealistic. Um, if you've got like a little handful of really deep relationships then really honor them and nourish them and it's like a plant you know if you if you want your plant to grow and thrive and nourish it uh, and and um and bloom you've got to nourish it you've got to tend to the soil you've got to give it love you've got to water it you've got to give it the right amount of sunlight in order for it to grow and your relationships are the same you have to give them love you have to tend to them you have to nourish them like I am constantly sending my my soul sisters beautiful text messages or voice messages just saying I love you, thank you so much for being in my life, I'm so grateful. Um, I send little presents to my friends. I write my friends thank you cards, just thank you for being born. I leave <laughs> my husband's little love notes, you know, I put notes post-it notes in Leo's lunchbox. There's just so many things that you can do that, are often it's the little things that are often easy to do are also easy not to do but they make the biggest difference you know my husband sends me a beautiful text message almost every single day even if we're in this in separate rooms in the house i will get a beautiful message from him just saying i adore you thank you for being the most beautiful wife I'm so grateful you were born, like just little things like that that make life so juicy and rich and they're so easy to do with your lover, with your friends, with your parents. Take the time. That is how you nurture and and your relationships will grow and flourish by investing in them and tending to the soil. And that's the big thing, isn't it? No. Investment. You know, it's not, uh, it shouldn't be feeling like an expense. You shouldn't be expending your energy. You shouldn't have to be expending, you know, time on that. It's actually an investment into something much greater than just the immediate returns that you feel like you get when it's a quick fix, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Melissa, you touched on that like male, like masculine, feminine energies and, and those kind of roles in the relationship. How does that play out for you at home? Mm. Well, we have a very interesting dynamic because we both live and work in our home space and we've had offices, we've both had different offices um, 
And so the dynamic was different then, but right now at this point in our life, we're both working and living from home. And um, it's amazing, but it also comes with its own, um, it's, it, I don't want to say the word challenge. Um, it comes with its own interesting ways that it plays <laughs> out. And sure. let me let me explain what I mean by that because we all have masculine and feminine energy within us, every single person. And what we need to become aware of is when we are too masculine or when we're too feminine and then we need to rebalance and come back to a nice little middle ground. It's like a seesaw. Like if you're going too far down the masculine end, you know, you've got to come back a little bit and balance it out a little bit. It's not about a perfect balance. It's just about, you know, feeling within yourself, okay, am I too masculine right now? Am I too feminine? And where do I need to like mix it up a little bit? And how do women identify if they're like too far down that sort of masculine spectrum or on the flip side of that, too far into the feminine? It's a feeling. So for me, it is a feeling like I know when I am too in my masculine, I know I feel it. I feel it in my cells. I become hard. I become snappy. I become firm. I feel a bit cortisol-y and adrenally. Um, I feel like a bit stressed and like I've been pushing. And then when I'm too feminine, um, you know, I feel like, um, there's no drive or no, yeah, no drive to do anything. I'm just a lot, almost too relaxed and there's no motivation to do anything. But I guess for every single person, it's really different and you have to tune in and and figure out what that feels like for you. So, but when you're in a relationship and one of you is really masculine and the other is really masculine, you're going to butt heads. And then if one of you is fem- too feminine and the other is too feminine, you're also going to butt heads. So that polarity has to exist. It exists in nature, yin and yang, Shiva and Shakti, black and white, up and down, on and off. You know, that polarity exists in nature and it exists in our relationships and within ourselves. So when you are really conscious and aware, you can see it playing out in your relationship. Like, for example, um, if Nick is very, very in his masculine, he's really in his head, he's, you know, been looking at balance sheets and profit and loss statements and he can't soften into his feminine to be present with me or with Leo, then, you know, there's things that he can do to rebalance and there's things that I can do to help inspire him back into a little bit more of his feminine. Like, you know, I'll give him a little massage or I'll diffuse some essential oils in the office or I will um, say, hey, babe, why don't we go for a swim? Um, connecting with nature is an amazing way to rebalance. And I think, you know, with understanding the masculine and feminine, which is so important, which is why I put it at the start of the book, it will change your relationships and the way that you work. Like for me, I know when I need to be more masculine in my day. You know, when I'm looking at 
uh, numbers and profit and loss statements and balance sheets and Nick's talking to me about index funds and Bitcoin and all of these things that kind of go up. <laughs> um, yeah, that's I so know, masculine. <laughs> like I know I need to be a little bit more um, focused and, and really here. And then there's times where I need to step more into my feminine, you know, when I close my office door in the evening and I need to step into being a mum and a wife and cooking dinner and I put on beautiful soft music and we dim all of the lights. We've got Himalayan salt lamps. I put on essential oils. I'll go have a swim if it's summer. I'll go have a shower if it's not. And I will slip on a silk dressing gown or something to really help me step into that more feminine feeling, that softness that I love. And I think both are amazing, the masculine and feminine, both amazing, and they both serve such a purpose in my day. Um, but what is key is understanding when you need to call more on your masculine and when you need to call more on your feminine and then playing between those two, dancing between those two, and then doing it in your relationship as well. Awesome. Um, we are definitely running out of time. So there's a really juicy subject that I really want to touch on. And that is that that soulful sex and that intimacy. Um, Melissa, can you uh, give us a really sort of brief synopsis of that and maybe some of your top tips for having that really deep soulful sex? Yes. Okay. So there are two types of sex. There is junk food sex and there's soulful sex. <laughs> okay. And junk food sex is quick, easy, no connection, no intimacy. It's mutual masturbation. Um, it's not about heart-to-heart, soul-to-soul connection. And before Nick, that's all I knew. That's all I had. I, I, I didn't know that there was another thing called soulful sex. Soulful sex is heart-to-heart connection. It's about being very real, authentic, vulnerable, open, wide, and honest with the person uh, in front of you. And it can feel scary and it can feel confronting, like being vulnerable can feel really scary. But what is the alternative? The alternative is shutting down, closing off, and quick and easy, fast junk food sex. And like I said, I have gotten to a point in my life where I just want richness. I want deep. I want, you know, real heart to heart connection with everyone. And so that's the difference between soulful sex and junk food sex. And, um, how you do that is by practicing crystal clear communication. I give so many tips in the book, but by practicing crystal clear communication, being really open wide, you know, being vulnerable with your love, um, and, going to places that sometimes may scare you. Um, you know, being very vulnerable can feel very scary sometimes, but there's always growth on the other side. You know, moving through our comfort zone, there's always growth and evolution on the other side, and that is what we're here for. We're here to grow and evolve not to just hang out in our comfort zone with our inner critics. That's not what we're here for. 
that's the biggest truth, isn't it? it? It comes down to relationships, health. It's it's in so many, I mean, in every aspect of our life, it's just such a, a big deal to realise that uh, comfort zone is not where we become the best version of ourselves. And Melissa, I love uh, this idea that you're already complete um, and that your gorgeous hubby is just kind of that cherry on top. That's, uh, you know, that story resonates with me a hell of a lot more than the Jerry Maguire's and the Bridget Jones's diaries kind of, uh, you know, that that desperation, that neediness for someone else to come and, you know, fill this big, deep void for you. Um, so I love that. Thank you. Um, all right. So, ladies, we hope that you have loved this episode with the incredible Incredible, Melissa Ambrosini. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, before we wrap up, um, Melissa, where can everybody find you? You can head to melissaambrosini.com and to get my book, you can go to melissaambrosini.com forward slash open wide. I have a free masterclass that I did with my husband if you head to that page. Um, also, we're touring Australia in <gasps> January yeah. February together. So, um as I don't know if you guys know, but my husband is a musician, so he wrote a song called Open Wide and we're touring together. It's going to be music, medita- meditation and motivation and we're coming to Perth, so we'll have to see you guys there. Oh, Incredible. fantastic. Oh, we love that. Um, you know, I was a fan of your husband when he was uh, a part of Sneaky Sound System. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. All right, ladies, we would love to hear what you think about this episode. Um, make sure you have uh, – leave us your thoughts on facebook.com forward slash the wellness women. Make sure that you're following us on Instagram. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes because we absolutely love that. <laughs> but until next week, ladies, be well. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.